Welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week, we are going to explore writing your own spells. This episode is probably going to feel all over the place, in part because I kind of think that creating spells was all over the place. <laughs> There's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, and it's obviously going to vary depending on who you are as a witch, because um, we're all different witches and we all approach things very differently. So here's where we say there's no wrong way to do your personal magic. So that means naturally there's no wrong way to create your own spell. It also means that as long as you're not pulling basic spells from closed practices, most of what you do will be pretty awesome and you're good to go. So where to start? Always start with intention. What's the overall purpose of the spell? What is the desired end result? Intention and a desired outcome are going to influence how the spell is created. If I want to create a spell for a specific amount of money to come my way, I would not want to use a concept as vague as the word prosperity, I'd want to be very specific. Nor, and I also personally wouldn't use a lot of error elements because to me that's kind of blowing money away from me. And I mean, I'm weird I, about how I use the elements anyway. Go, go with what feels right to you. <laughs> but having a clear idea about what you want and what having the spell succeed looks like is very important. Yeah, I would... Um... Like I've seen this a lot of places, like saying your intent, like what you need, but don't say, I want to win the Powerball on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. I, I could use this kind of money to, you know what I mean? That so specific, how the money is going to come to you. Just, I need this much, like for you, I need this much money to move or I need this much money to get out of the situation. Not, I just, let me win the Powerball on Wednesday and that'll... Yeah, and I, like, for the work I'm doing right now, like you said, I have a very set specific amount. I That is the amount that is in all my sigil work. It's in all, all of my mundane work. So, like, all of the work I'm doing on the, in the real world to make this thing happen, I'm also using that specific amount so that that is getting fed to the goal. So what does, a, what does the successful spell look like? I just kind of want to touch on this briefly because it did really help my spell work grow a lot. Not only to think in terms of what my actual intention is, I intend to be prosperous, but what does the success of the spell look like? So I, like I said, I want to be prosperous, but what does that mean to me? Is it a specific dollar amount in my bank account or is it having enough food or and a little extra or you know if I say I want a good job well that's incredibly vague what is a good job yeah you know and that's going to vary from person to person because for me a good job is I, I want a good job that's our spell I want a good job 
for me, a good job is something that has some flexibility that is going to challenge me mentally that, you know, has good coworkers. <laughs> I, got those covered. <laughs> I got all of those covered that's amazing but for someone else a good job may be a lot of interfacing with the public yeah. um repetitive that you know i like the repetitive nature of certain things so when you have a specific end in mind when this spell is completed this is what things will look like mm -hmm. is going to be very helpful because then you can really tailor that spell to that end goal. Like the old saying always heard growing up is be careful what you wish for <laughs> because it's we've all heard that be careful what you wish for because it might not be what you want, <laughs> you really want. And I have a great example of that. I know someone who came to one of my mentors wanting a love spell. And she was desperate. She did not care. She just wanted someone to be in love with her. Mm -hmm. She ended up with a stalker who tried to kidnap her because mm -hmm. she wasn't specific about what love meant to her. So, you know. Okay. So what's next? You got the intention. You got that end goal. Well, now this is where things get fun. This is where kind of you get to reflect on who you are as a witch you get to play around to see what feels right. What do you want to do? What do you want the spell to look like? Are you someone like me who uh, likes all those bells and whistles? Never underestimate the power of a good bell in your witchcraft, by the way. Are you someone who likes to be subtle and dignified? Do you want a spell you can carry with you? Those are wonderful. Do you want one that is one and done? You are you do it the one time and it's done. Do, is it going to last seven days? Are there going to be elements? Are you going to be playing with air, fire, earth, water, or spirit? Are you, like I said, I associate prosperity with fire, um, which is funny because I'm really scared of fire and I use it all the time. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. But hey, I will. You do use it a lot. I do. I associate removing things from my life with water or air, like blowing away. But I'm also happy to bury something. So or freeze. Yes. But would freeze be water and <laughs> anti-fire? Sorry, I just had an idea about something that needs to get done. Things in your life that need to be broken. Okay. So we got that basic. So what is the basic setup going to be? So are, is this spell going to require ritual and cleansing beforehand? Are you going to need a specific amount of space or a number of people? Like, like I said, is this going to be subtle or is this going to be a big dramatic thing? A big part of making a new spell is meditation on my intent and then meditation on my end goal and then and then meditation on what the spell looks like. So I will visualize myself going to my sacred altar and pay attention to what I'm pulling off out of the air because when I'm doing that, I, everything just shows up. But what am I doing? Am I building a pouch? Am I carving a candle? What am I doing in this visualization? So... If I'm making a pouch, what's going in it? What are the 
what color is the fabric that I'm making? Am I sealing it? When I'm doing a jar spell or a candle spell, what color am I using? What am I putting in the jar? Am I doing anything with the, with the candle? Yeah, how many days and everything. Yeah. Really, it's just like a recipe. What are we going into it? How long am I going to cook it? Where am I going to put it? How, what utensils am I going to use? It's really mm-hmm. a for magic. You, you break it down to it with your herbs and crystals and colors and everything else. And, you know, you start out like your intent. I, I This is great that you used the recipe because I just pictured my mom's red Betty Crocker cookbook. Yeah. With the, so your intent is we're making bread today. So we're going to flip to the bread. Is it a quick bread? Is it a risen bread? Is it muffins? Is it, as, so the, the different types of bread are your end goal. Mm-hmm. And then the recipe itself is the spell. Well, some spell, some muffins, some muffin recipes work really well as a more cake recipe. Like you can put them in a cake tin. Yeah. That, you know, there's wiggle room in every recipe. Fight me. There's wiggle room in every recipe. <laughs> and just like a recipe, you could start out with the set thing in mind, and then you end up throwing an extra handful of this and a little that. And it's not quite right. So you. Me and the biscotti. I make my paleo cookie recipe and never quite comes out the same because some of it's a basic recipe and the rest is just. Yeah, I think I'll put some flaxseed in. I'll put some (laughs) nuts. Yeah, I have a brownie recipe that is a basic brownie recipe. And um, the brownies never, ever turn out exactly the same because some days we want a little more of this. And some days we're going to add crushed up candy canes. And other days we're going to add candied orange peel, you know. Yes, magic is really the same kind of thing. It's exactly, it's very much the same kind of thing. This feels a little different today. I'm going to do this. So, which brings us to timing. So, for timing in a spell is kind of looking at when and how long the spell is. So, are you looking for an instantaneous result? Like, I'm leaving the house today. Like, one of my favorite little spells, seriously, is when I leave the house and I know and I have a set list of places I have to go. When I leave the house, I say, I'm going to Fred Meyer's. I am getting my parking spot. I knew you were going there with the parking spot. As soon as you said that, I'm like, Gift that has it ever failed? No. I have to do it before I leave the house, but -hmm. I can do it. I can leave the house. I can be at the front door going, I'm going to Fred Meyer's. I want my parking spot. I'm going to Macy's. I want my parking spot. I'm going to Barnes & Noble. I want my parking spot. And every time I will get my parking spot. And I go to the local, I was going to say meat market, but that's going to make people laugh. I do go where I can get my grass-fed beef. People get your mind out of the garden. Um, and at the beginning of COVID, it was always packed. I'm like, So now I'm going to head out. I'm like, please let there be three or less. I'm not being too picky. Don't want 18 people out of the store and I have to wait out there. And it's worked pretty much every, every time. time. Every beef. time. So those are pretty instant spells. They don't take any components. We're not doing anything. We're just throwing our intention out there with a specific end goal in mind. Boom. Other spells are going to require days or sometimes even months to reach their full potential. Some spells are going to 
you may never know if they work because you're of the way the universe is. Mm -hmm. um, some witches like to work with the phases of the moon. Others, like me, can't remember what day it is. So I can't work like that, but that's fine. Is it a spell that's going to work best in the early morning or one for the deep, dark night? So what? During full um, moon, new moon. Yeah. As a witch, when are you thinking you want to cast this spell? I've been looking into uh, the concept. Somebody brought this in, up in one of the other spaces I'm in. And something um, they were using seasonal magic, which I thought was very interesting. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm going to look in, more into that later so also is this a spell that you only want to work for a certain amount of time yeah. i.e i would like i would like this particular classmate to leave me alone until the end of the semester boom the end of the semester is when you want the spell to be done working all you know yeah so you're very specific i said um one time i was reading and it said if you work with a god or goddess to be and if you're promising something in return be very specific this date to that date what you want what you get mm -hmm. in return so and that's just let's be that's just a really good rule of thumb for working with any spirits that aren't human <laughs> be specific give very tight very clear time frames make sure you know their time frame. Mm -hmm. um, if you're somebody who's going to start working with a fae, good luck on that. Um, their concept of time. Give us an email and let us know how that worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, um, their concept of time is is wonky. It's very wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, and it's very frustrating. Well, like, I think it's because since they're um, really probably from another dimension, mm -hmm. I'm. I think. From everything I've read, time is really unique to our dimension and basically our, how would you put it? It's not even lack of time. It's just like the beginning yeah. end and solve. I read somewhere this week, actually. That's so funny that you said that because I read somewhere this week and I, I went, I, it was just sadly just the headline and I went back to find it later and of course could not. But it was basically that prominent physicists are now saying that time is an absolute lie. Yeah, so only in our our dimension of our planet, like in the, like if you look at um, what was that Interstellar, the one with um Matthew McConaughey that movie? You ever see that? Uh, no. A really interesting movie that um, that Troy said it was real accurate as far as quantum physics and that because he did something and it happened in the past and it caused like books to fall off the bookshelf, but really he did it after he went to the planet and was trying to come back. So oh. your past, present, and future is all different. And I don't know why we went down this rabbit hole, but I'm good at- Because we do that. Holes. <laughs> so it's very interesting because we can only think of past, present, and future where other things, it's like the same. And that just baffles my mind. Or the, someone said that like, the, I saw something recently that a, another dimension could move backwards. And that's just like, well, Whoa. so first dimension is just a point. The second dimension is a plane. And yeah. we're in the third, we are three-dimensional creatures. Yeah. And time is supposedly the fourth dimension. But if you're a two-dimensional creature, 
you can't conceive of a three-dimensional creature, and because we're three-dimensional creatures, we can't conceive of fourth-dimensional stuff. And fifth or sixth, or what are they saying up to now? Ten to twelve? I don't know. I don't even. I don't know. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Timing. <laughs> <laughs> Timing. Timing went in his own little sub <laughs> subtopic. <laughs> uh, and this this is this is how witches do. The next bit is do you need a verbal component to your spell? I don't believe that every spell needs a verbal verbal component. Um, when I say verbal, I'm specifically referring to incantations. Yeah to that for that spell i don't mean that they necessarily need to be spoken out loud um but think of it kind of like saying something like the lord's prayer where it's a specific thing mm -hmm. that you can recite in your head that kind of thing some spells are going to feel better if you have that verbal component i have a couple of my go-to basic spells that do have verbal components but most of mine don't some witches really prefer the poetry. I noticed when I first started to cast my first spells, and this is like, what, 25 plus years ago, um, most of the books at that time had spells that had very specific poetry-like mm -hmm. cadences. They were very rhymy and poetry. And, and a lot of the times it felt super forced, and it, you know, they were, it, it felt like, three lines of rhyming the word orange with orange sometimes. So if I have a spell, if I'm writing a spell that wants a specific verbal aspect, I don't worry about making it feel like a dramatic spell. Mm -hmm. I focus on what I want the words to be. And then I focus on the individual meaning of the words to make sure that the right intent is in each word. Yes. But I don't worry about them. Like it doesn't need to rhyme. It doesn't need to be a stanza it doesn't know that and finishing the spell so when you're done with the spell what are you going to do with any leftover components are you just gonna close the ritual if there's a ritual should you worry about aftercare and the answer is always yes you should absolutely worry about aftercare spells take energy and you either need to ground out the extra energy or you need to fill back up a little bit of your own energy if you've expended too much, which for a lot of people is just taking a moment, centering themselves in their bodies, maybe drinking a little bit of water, eating a little something. Like for a lot of people, that's enough. Sometimes if you do a big, huge thing, you're going to want to do a cleansing bath afterwards. Hmm. Are you, what are you doing with the components to the spellers? They're leftover flotsam and jetsam. Are you going to bury it? Are you going to throw it away? Does anything need to be washed and cleaned? And you've just, basically when you've done a spell, you've just, you've just completed a job. When you've done a job, how do you close up shop? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. When you get very familiar with your own personal magic and get some basic spells under you, you can adapt them on the fly. That's most of what I do. I have some very basic ideas, like my uh, my standard reflection spell is I, I buy a dollar store uh, mirrored compact. I always have a stash of them. And I write somebody's name or I take their picture or whatever and then wrap it up in twine or dip it in wax or whatever, however that spell goes. 
and that spell is adapted each time. I adapt it with the use of the color of paper I'm using, the color of pen I'm writing with, the wax I'm using if I'm using wax, ribbon or twine. So that, do you, um, after you use that compact and you have a specific reason that, do you dispose of it? Can you cleanse it and reuse it? What do you do? If, so if it's a big, I'm done with this person and I want them gone, I do the spell and then I either bury it or throw it away, the compact. I don't reuse that spell. But if it's just, let's say, a psychic timeout where I just want somebody to maybe take a minute and reflect on their actions, mm -hmm. I will do the spell, set it on the altar for the appropriate amount of time. Uh, when that spell is done, I will take, because part of the spell is actually removing their name from the psychic timeout. Yeah. Right? Now you're out of timeout, you're going to be in the world. And then I just, I just really wash, I really cleanse that compact, but I actually have a specific one that I kind of use. It's my timeout chair. Nice. It works. It works. So. I feel like you're going to be burying a weird compact soon. No, Colleen is working on something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't ask questions. I'm, I'm not dumb. I don't ask questions. You have the wetland right behind me. <laughs> it has been raining a lot. Oh, it has. Now, this is where the next topic is where I'm sorely lacking. And you would think being a programmer, I would be more. But, you know, my, as I've told everybody, my magic is fly by the seat of my pants. So we will let Kristen cover this topic. Documentation. for a book of shadows. Well, and that's next week um, <laughs> or next time. Documentation. This is journal it. Write it down. This is exactly what your book of shadows was for. This is this writing down what you did, when you did it, how you did it, what you used, and how you felt during the actual casting of the spell. Oh, interesting. Because one of the things about being a witch is we tune into our intuition and we listen to our gut. Like that's kind of the one of the points of what we're doing. And um, documentation. This is exactly what your book of shadows is for. Write down what you did, when you did it, what you used, how you used it, and how you feel during the actual casting of the spell. Because as witches, one of the things we focus on is tuning into our intuition and trusting our gut. And as you're doing the spell, you're gonna know, you're going to feel the energy flowing either correctly or incorrectly. You're gonna know. So, and then write down any results that you, when you see them. So now, good question. Mm -hmm. um, sorry to interrupt you. When you're documenting in your book of shadows, do you just work on one spell at a time so you can write these notes in that? Or do you do one and then leave yourself space in the journal to go back and write notes? Or so I actually, because I'm me and Nancy knows I am a sucker for a notebook. She likes her notebooks. So many notebooks. I have my like I said, we're kind of going to go over this on our next episode because our next episode is our Book of Shadows episode. But I have a notebook that I use for 
my starter spells. Starter spells is wrong. It's not the right phase. But my the spells that are in process. So I've done a new spell. I don't know really, you know, or I'm thinking of a spell. I have a spell in mind. Like, I want to do some big Yule ritual. What does that Yule ritual look like to me? Like, I'm starting to plot this the spell. So all of my notes go into that journal. And then um, about once a quarter, I go through and I update anything that's worked, anything that's failed, and everything that works goes into my actual book of shadows. Okay. So I, you have one that you do all your notes and have everything. And then when mm -hmm. it's done, then you copy it into your yeah, yeah. So I have one, uh, let's call it my field journal, because it, it's where I keep my field of notes. It's where I'm jotting down what I'm seeing in the quote wild. And then my book of shadows is where I have my data, right? Yeah. I've done the spell. I know if it works. I know it's a success because I've done it. So it go that spell in the format that I did it the first time goes into my book of shadows after I have collected my data. Okay. And would you want to record a spell that didn't work and then have notes of what I think I did wrong? Or is your book of shadows only things that are proven? For me, my book of shadows, my main book of shadows is only for things that are proven successful for me. Um, but my field journals, I keep. So you can go back and tell... I kind of use the tax theory, seven years or so. And then I'm like, okay, well, this is why this one didn't work. So let's try it. And then it, you know, there's no wrong or right way to do your documentation if it's going to work for you. Like I know somebody who has, it's so cool. They have a, um, a Rolodex. Oh. Like, come on. That's flipping brilliant. Yeah, because you just <laughs> have any categories. Like, that's so... Spanish someone. I just... <laughs> yeah, I, I love... I actually love that idea. I just don't know that I could make it work for me, but I love the concept. So. <laughs> for some reason, my brain just went to a database with an app. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. That's our next. No. <laughs> <laughs> of course, me, it's more like the magic eight ball. <laughs> Ooh, no, um, certainly might. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, writing your own spells is a really good way to uh, learn your magic and how your personal magic likes to really work and inter and how you interact with that magic. And you also get to learn about yourself as a person. Like you get to think about, am I impetuous? Uh, do I really like things thought out and very carefully planned? I don't do well, that. I feel, like very, I feel like you are that more than me because you do all the men, uh, meditation and all that. And all that with me, I'm just like, and I get, I'm you know, all like squirrel. <laughs> I've been through, you know, candle magic I did for a while. I did during, during the one candle during election, but now it's sigils. The magic of the quarter or the month for me. But it's really interesting since I did, I've had more than one person tell me that manifestation is my type of magic. It makes sense of the things I do 
I do see the success rate because I put all that energy into it. Mm -hmm. Like everybody just needs to find their own. There's, I know we keep saying it and I, I feel like people are going to think, well, you can just go out and do whatever. And no, no, no. Part of being a witch is learning some basics and then applying those basics in the best way for you. Mm -hmm. It isn't just throwing things out there and seeing what will stick. Yeah. I, when I first started out, my first spells were only done. I only did them after I really thought about where I was comfortable mm -hmm. at like, and you'll hear new witches say all the time, oh, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to hex. I'm not going to hex. And that's great. Don't hex if you're not comfortable. Don't cast any spell if you're not comfortable. If you're not comfortable casting, if you're not comfortable asking for money, if you're not, if you're not comfortable asking your best friend for $20, maybe don't cast a specific money spell. Yeah. Like, you're going to not have the same results. Yeah. Whereas I know sometimes you got to hex. Sometimes you got to say, these are the lines. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Not everybody is meant to be that witch. Yeah. I am not comfortable casting love spells, period. For anybody, I don't like it. So guess who's not going to cast them? Yeah, because unless you're very careful with it, you're um, affecting someone else's future. If you say, I want mm -hmm. a person, or I want that, or I just want this, like we talked about earlier, instead of you just want that in your life. What was that? <laughs> you heard it too? Yeah, like a squeaky door or something. Is that what you heard? Yeah. Yeah, no idea. No idea. All right. It sounded like it came from your house. Yeah, it did. It sounded like it came from right behind me. Well, you've already had some interdimensional stuff. So maybe no, no, no. Yeah, not a fan of that. That was unnerving. No. Yeah, so I've been dealing with that my entire life. We should, I keep thinking, we should add a segment to the podcast where we do, and in this week's paranormal bullshit, <laughs> yeah. because not a week It'd goes by. Segment. Yes, so you have. Not a week goes by, or... I mean, like, even if I have a quiet week, you don't. But, you know, even if we were like, and this happened to one of our listeners. Great. Welcome to the haunt. I watch, sometimes I watch um, haunted shows or something, and I'm like, oh, please. Like, when that show Paranormal Activity came out, I'm laughing. I'm like, that's a quiet night. Please, don't even. And you're screaming. I'm like, dude, I'm going to sleep. Knock it off. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Not even phased. Okay. <laughs> Not even phased. There we go. Down the parallel mm -hmm. trail. <laughs> so this has been Lunar Magic Tea Time. You can find us online at lunarmagicteatime.com. You can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. I don't remember the other one. We have merch on Teespring at the Lunar Magic Tea Time. And there's a YouTube channel that will have stuff soon. <laughs> I, I know we keep saying that there's stuff going on. I promise things will get easier and smoother. 